said that Christian music sucks. Not. Hopefully the antidote will dispel that myth. The antidote features bands that range from indie folk to metalcore, so whatever your likes and dislikes are, you're going to be hearing it on the antidote. Hey, you've tuned in the antidote with Dave Hawkins. Later on in the show, you're going to have your final chance to pick up a pair of free multi-day passes for Soulfest which is the largest Christian festival in New England. So if you've ever wanted to see the White Mountains of New Hampshire, this will be it. And if you want to worship or throw down, it's all going to be there. So to grab tickets, you have to be the first person to call through at 705-748-4761. So listen in a little later on the show for the cue to give a call. Last week, you heard a number of tracks from the new concept album, The Story of Our Lives by The Violet Burning. Because of the two-hour and 20-minute length of the album and the fairly detailed interview I had with Michael Pritzel, who's the front man for The Violet Burning, I split the show up into uh, two segments. So tonight is the second installment on The Story of Our Lives, along with more of my uh, discussion with Michael Pritzel. But let's pick up where we left off. We're halfway through the journey of the character, and we're on disc two, Black as Death. This track is simply called Sung. Give you everything 
broken voice I say Weeping bells I ring And I sing for you All my life for you I am sung the story of our lives from the concept album by the violet burning
just heard lacuna from the violet burning now let's hear some more of the conversation with uh, michael pritzel 
So do you feel that worship has its place in rock music? I think, you know, some people refer to those things, uh, to prayers as, as worship. You know, I'm, I don't know much about the uh, Christian industry, uh, you know, quite honestly. I mean, I have a little experience with it, but I have more experience with just attending church uh, regularly, you know, for a few decades. You know, I think that the great thing about rock music is that it speaks the language of our hearts uh, for all of us, whether that's a uh, protest song, you know, maybe someone will write a, a protest song about this situation in Canada. You know, we've watched people like Neil Young and Bob Dylan write protest songs through the years. But we've also watched those same great artists write songs. I mean, come on, the great Canadian artist, Neil Young. Think about the great Canadian Leonard Cohen. He's written uh, some of the most beautiful prayers that I've ever read or heard sung. You know, like the song, If It Be Your Will, you know, is a great example of just a wonderful prayer. And so I think that within the power of music... There's always going to be a natural expression of our hearts, of the hearts of, of men and women, and those things that are, that are deep within us. And I think that the story of our lives really touches on a lot of those things that we all face uh, through the journey of our lives. The, re the re recurring musical theme from Aurora brings us into the final disc. Libe Uberalis of the story of our lives with this song, Mojave. The lonely highway, the desert tonight. A thousand miles to go. The stars are hanging bright. Stand before the Lord 
sun will rise to you. the songs on the story of our lives have really truly worshipful lyrics such as Mojave and Cardiac which are found on the final disc I, I need help with this one <laughs> I do not have any German Liebe über alles Thank you and really it's the German for love over all things and if, if you know if we were sitting side by side in the studio I would say I would stretch my arms out and I would say love over all things we don't quite have the same English equivalent, but Libu Baralis continues the journey. And so it's the idea that now having chosen death at the end of part one, now our character can live on through love, continue their journey all the way home. And in the end, Libu Baralis is really perhaps the, the loveliest record. It's a lot of very beautiful songs. In the end, they come to this place where the final song, which is called Made For You, and it's the classic, you know, I don't know about you, but I, I, I grew up uh, as a Catholic. I still have a, a committed Anglo-Catholic faith. And every Sunday we pray this prayer that's part of our Eucharist portion of our service. And it says, uh, Heavenly Father, out of your infinite love, you made each of us for yourself. You know, it's the idea of Colossians where we see that all things were made by him and through him and for him. So in the end of this journey, the character finally comes to that resting place and made for you where he says, Lord of all creation, I was made by you and I was made for you. Mon désert, all I want is you. Oh, the radio please. On New Year's Day All I want is you Through the snow and the rain On New Year's Day All I want is you There's a trouble 
say blinding light You came all the way from heaven Between the sorrow and the night Oh, the radio played On New Year's Day something I've actually just been considering for some time. Today we find that art and music is produced to be really quickly and readily available to consumers through numerous sources on the net. Do you feel it has consequences upon the value of the art itself? Does it devalue the art or does it increase the value? I'm not sure. I don't know what it actually does for the value. I think the challenge is that What's being marketed to each of us is that, you know, it's the idea that if I have an iPhone, that I am a photographer. Well, I'm not. I'm not a photographer. I mean, I've got a camera on my phone, but I'm not. And I'm technically artistic, but I'm not really a photographer. You know, <laughs> now someone really close to me is is a brilliant photographer, and you know I would never dare say because I've got an uh, an iPhone that I am a photographer. And I think that that's kind of the nature of software and the the tools that we have at our disposal. You know, if I have an iPad, that doesn't make me a musician. But actually playing an instrument makes me a musician. Actually working on writing a song and working on the technique of what a proper song structure should be makes me a great songwriter. Just because we have a, a distribution network doesn't mean that everything on it is good. It just means there's a lot of, out there and we have to all sort of sort through the trash to find something that rings true. Yeah, I think it's said nowadays that there's something like 9 million bands in the world and something on the order of, what, a thousand albums a week that are being produced. Yeah, something like that. But it's always been that way. If, if you go back through the history of radio, I mean, it, we're very fortunate to have people like you that play our music and that pay attention to us because most of the American radio is all bought and paid for. And, you know, we've never had the money to buy and pay for it. <laughs> so so we pretty much toil in mostly obscurity. And we, we sort of feel like, well, as long as we're good, we're going to continue to make records. But when when it starts <laughs> becoming a piece of crap, then we're just going to stop, you know. 
The same holds true in Canada. Commercial radio drives the sales. Of course, the joy of a station like Trent Radio is that it is non-commercial, so we can really play oh, yeah. whatever, whatever we think that people might truly, genuinely be interested in. And you can yeah. delve in a little bit more into the artistic realm instead of the relative shoebox that most bands are stuffed into and uh, that everybody wants to keep them inside of. Well, there's been some disagreement in our house as to what band influenced our next song. Some of us are saying it's the National. My choice is Arcade Fire. But you decide which one you think it is with this track called Arc. There's a hammering in my 
Okay, people, this is it. It's your final chance to win a pair of multi-day passes to the Soulfest Music Festival, which is coming up this August 1st to 4th in New Hampshire. So call 705-748-4761 right now.
we've been talking about now really delves into what I was going to bring up in the next question. I personally feel that concept albums often fail to achieve their original intent. And I can really only think of a few concept albums that I think really achieved what they were intending to do. It's certainly not the case with The Violet Burning. It has a real cohesiveness that is lacking in most concept albums. So I'm asking you to be a, bit, a little bit, you know, fairly analytical about your own work. What do you think made the difference with the story of our lives? Well, first of all, thank you so much for that, that compliment. That means a lot to me and to all of us who worked so hard on it. The difference is that we really worked very hard on it. And we really, uh, you know, when we were working on the illustrations, which are, you know, just came out so lovely. You know, there was very specific ideas that I had that I wanted to match with the lyrics. And as we moved through the, into the photographs of the, the black and white award-winning uh, photographs and uh, the color ones as well, we wanted to make sure that we were matching up the images with the lyrics, with the melodies. And a lot of times when you make a record, a band is, is trying to come up with 10 good songs. For me, you know, for over 15 years now, I, I've been committed to writing almost every day. So I'm regularly writing. So I have lots of material to choose from. But with the concept album, I deliberately chose lyrics sort of in the order that I wanted to tell the story. And so even while I was demoing the songs and uh, finishing the final compositions, I was planning the, the whole order of the album all along. You know, normally you, you try to finish 10 good songs and then you try to do what's called the assembly, which is the song order, and you try to pick a, a song order that makes sense. But with this, everything was planned from the very beginning, so I knew that it was going to open, that certain musical themes would be appearing throughout each of the records. Uh, you know, sometimes maybe it's in a vocal melody and then maybe on another record, on another song, it's a guitar line. And so you have these themes that are appearing. And, you know, I, I did the best I could, you know. <laughs> it was a definite raising the bar on ourselves and really trying to make something special. And it was accomplished as our listeners are hearing the album playing tonight. One of the more worshipful tracks from the story of our lives. This is Cardiac.
question. As headman for the Violet Burning, you've produced a wide breadth of material since the founding of the band back in 1989. Is the story of our lives really the culmination of what you've been trying to achieve? It's hard because each record is, you're really doing your very best with the tools that you have at hand. And so the story of our lives is perhaps our greatest achievement. I think that that's up for the fans to decide. You know, there are fans who love strength, fans who love the self-titled, fans who love Satellite Heart, Plastic Elastic, fans who love Drop Dead. You know, there, uh, there's another reviewer who talked about how hard Sting Like Bees and Sing uh, rocked, and yet this new album rocks 10 times as hard as that, and yet he didn't comment on that in his in his review so so you never know you know what's going to touch people you know for me i think that this is uh you know the best thing that we could do to sort of observe the culture of who we are as a culture both within the church both outside the church as we pass through the challenges of this life the title track from the final disc from the story of our lives this is libe ubra alas
Michael of The Violet Burning, I have to thank you for spending the time. It's truly interesting to speak with a dedicated artist. You're listening to The Antidote with Dave Hawkins, and tonight we've been speaking with Michael Pritzel of The Violet Burning about their new epic three-CD set called The Story of Our Lives. Hey, thanks so much. This is Dave Hawkins. Thanks for tuning in The Antidote, where we feature artists who share a Christian worldview. We had a winner online Actually, you can listen, you can stream Trent Radio online. Alec of Thornhill, you got the tickets. If you want to find out more about artists such as The Violet Burning, if you want to hear past recordings of The Antidote, or just read some album and concert reviews, you can go to www.christianrockfiles.com. Well, next week, my part-time co-host Josiah will be joining me in this studio once again. Personally, I think the only reason he's coming in is because he knows I'll buy him a coffee after the show. It's great when you can work cheap like that. During the show next week, you'll be hearing some music from two extremely talented brothers, Ronnie and Jason Martin, with tracks from the various bands they've headed up over the years. So tune in. It's going to be a treat. But this is it, our last song from the story of our lives. This track is called Made For You. Yes. Yeah. 